further up and further in to your presence, deep to deep and deeper still in your river, satisfied longing for more. Welcome to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey, Amy, what are we talking about today? We are talking about behavior. Oh, great. Because you and I, we're all about performance, so this should be good, mm-hmm. right? Yep. All about working for your salvation. Yeah, that's us. That's <laughs> us right there. But wait a minute. Part of further up and further in is actually some kind of behavioral change that's off the beaten track, that is resisting gravity, that's definitely the opposite of going with the flow. So what about that tension? Yeah, exactly. So we're not obviously not talking about, you know, we have to work for our salvation. Yeah. But we are going to be talking, you know, that passage out of um, James 2. The heading in my Bible says, faith without good deeds is dead. Oh, so James, like, isn't that the book of the Bible that Martin Luther wanted to burn and yeah, remove from the he, Bible? He called it an epistle of straw. Yes. So eloquent, that Luther. Yeah. But I mean, like, as I've been looking into it, when Paul says, you know, salvation is by faith alone. Yes. Or grace. Grace. There it is. I was like, that didn't seem right. Yep. Not of yourselves. The there gift you of go. God. There eternal you go. life. Right. Some people have been like, okay, well, him and James are at odds. Yeah. One of them is saying there has to be, you know, you have to work in the other one. Yeah. But it's not. They're they're actually addressing two different things yeah. going on here. And so Luther's talking to a culture of people that were being told, if you donate enough money to the church, you're out of jail. Yeah. So you can see why he got a little carried away yeah. there. And James is talking to the people that are like, oh, yeah, I've said I'm, I've, I have faith and follow Jesus. And that's where everything is stopped. Yeah. A bunch of lip service. Yeah. And that is not ever going to take you further up and further No. In. And so it, we're talking about that of like, What does this look like? Because as soon as I was thinking about it, it was like, okay, faith without, you know, I'll show you my faith if you show me your deeds or my deeds. And I was like, okay. And it's like the, the, the question that kind of landed that was the most challenging more than just like, Hey, are you doing good deeds? Was what are my behaviors and actions saying what I actually believe? Yeah. Right, because that's a different spin. Because I can be like, oh yeah, I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing bad. I'm not doing bad. So that means I'm doing good, right? But if those two are intimately connected, then by looking at our behavior, that should be an indicator of what are we actually putting faith in. And yeah. what do we actually believe? Yeah. Not just what we say we believe. Yeah. Which was a little more sobering it, to, to, to have that point least. of view. To, to say, say it that least. way. <laughs> How about you read the verse? Yeah. So it's a good, it's a good chunk, but it's, it's, uh, James 2, 14. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no clothing or food and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any clothing or food. What good does that do? You see, faith by itself is isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Well, those are delicate words. Right? (laughs) Now, some people may argue, some have faith and others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Mm -hmm. You say you have faith, for you believe there is one God. 
Good for you. Even <laughs> demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without goods, good deeds is useless? Yeah. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. Hmm. That right there is a yeah. big deal. They're just not separable. They're nope. actually not separable. Really interesting to me that this passage kind of focuses on taking care of the poor. You know, don't say, be warmed and filled. Yep. Have fun. Uh, yeah. And then the example he uses with Abraham is like a different kind of obedience altogether. It's not yep. just one or the other. And so we can have like a really activist faith that's like, I take care of the homeless people. What's wrong with the rest of you? And that's not the exclusive expression of our mm-hmm. faith. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's a really good point, right? Because it talks about Abraham. And then a little bit later, it says, um, Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right by God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. So again, some uh, another another thing, yes. right? Because she wasn't called to act in faith like Abraham was, right? Yeah. Like yeah. God said, do this, and he yeah. did it. She was choosing something without even knowing. Without even knowing the God yeah. that would be, you know, inviting her into this radical yeah. act of obedience. The theme I see is there's risk mm. involved, you yeah. know? Rahab didn't know the outcome. If she got busted, she and her family would have been destroyed for helping yeah. the, the two spies that she rescued. If people don't know that story, it's a good one. Yep. Um, Abraham was like, man, I finally have my one and only promised son, and God wants me to surrender this. This mm-hmm. too, really? And that's his act of faith. Obviously, feeding and clothing the poor is huge all through the gospel. Jesus talked about it, so we're not saying like either or. Yeah. We're talking about a full spectrum of really risk and surrender because even in feeding and clothing the poor there is a surrender of what i could store away for myself for my own comfort oh yeah right security and even when you're thinking about who james would have been writing to they would have probably been people that didn't have a huge amount of stuff to spare yeah like the big reserves yeah yeah right and so it's like that that tension and the tricky part then is how do we not swing to the other side and get so obsessed with the, you know, the focus on the actions and the deeds mm-hmm. that we, the the faith in Jesus relationship is kind of like a sidebar, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, again, it, it comes down to like the two ditches. The two ditches. Yeah. 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 I uh, was talking with a woman recently who was talking about her two neighbors who are two men that are married to each other and they have foster children and they were saying, you know, those people are better Christian than I am. And I really heard her heart that they were demonstrating the love of God in really significant, epic ways. Yeah. But I was like, well, then we've turned the gospel into humanism mm. by our mm-hmm. good deeds alone. Have you acknowledged you are in need of a savior? Yeah. You know, that surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, which would include, you know, their care for the foster children and other things. Yeah. So if we try to dichotomize, right, mm. split it, yeah. it's this or that. Either way, we've missed out on it. Yep. We've really missed out on the essence of the gospel because we are only saved by our faith, but our faith in God is expressed through our actions. So there's no action, there's no faith. Yeah. But if you only have actions without surrender to God, you don't have faith. Yep. It is. It's that the interwoven. And, mm-hmm. and right, like you said, we see that all through the gospels. Jesus was never like, hey, just love me and yep. that's it. Nor was he like, hey, just do good things. Right? He, he continually, he talks about 
come, follow me, pick up your cross, right? I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes through the Father except through me. But then also is like, hey, do something with this. (laughs) Do something with this. (laughs) Like, love your neighbor. How do you love your neighbor? Well, it's really hard to love your neighbor if there's actually no actions involved. No, no. It looks, love looks like something. Yeah. And it's not like looking like something to earn your salvation. Like, Mm. oh, great, now I have to go do something good so that God knows I love him and then he thinks I'm good. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, talks about the importance of grace. And he's just like, if you put your faith in anything else than grace, you're building on a poor foundation. Mm. He uses a funny phrase. Um, Anyone who builds a foundation can use a variety of materials, gold, silver, wood, hay, straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of uh, work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, the builder will receive a reward. If the work is burned up, the builder will suffer a great loss. Good old King James is like wood, hay, and stubble. Yeah. If you've okay. just done... Okay, wood. you're just like, oh, why are we trying to find... Okay, because I've, oh, I've heard people like, oh, yeah, yes. it's just stubble, wood, yes. hay, and stubble. And I'm like, okay, I feel yeah. like this is a Christian phrase, but I don't because I didn't grow up on King James. <laughs> that makes so much more sense. Okay. So he's just talking about it, the whole First Corinthians 3. He's just talking about how if you are... If there is the fight about Paul and Apollos and who's better and who's worse. Yeah. And it's got to do with their actions and their pedigree and all that stuff. And he's just like, man... If everything you're doing is based on performance and externals, yeah. it is wood, hay, and stubble, uh, or whatever this more modern translation. Yeah, wood, hay, and straw. <coughs> yeah. And and that's going to be burned up and shown to be without value. And again, mm-hmm. it's just that critical blending of the two things. Loving God, having faith in His grace to save us, but mm-hmm. then it looks like something because He's actually transformed our hearts. Right? And that, I think that's an important part, right? You mentioned it's not about the, the like striving, working so God knows how much I love Him. But it's like as we allow, kind of comes back to sanctification too. Yeah. Being made holy. As we allow Jesus, as we submit ourselves to Him and He transforms us yep. more and more into His likeness. Yeah. His lo- Who is He? Jesus is one of love. That as we do that, then those things, it's, I mean, it will be work. It won't just come easy, but nor is it this like striving thing, but it's kind of like the flowing conduit of allowing ourselves to do the hard deeds, but not scrounging up enough energy to do it. Does that make sense what I'm... Yeah. It's all about your motivation. Yeah. Always comes down to that. So you always put thought into these things and I'm sure you have a really good example, Amy, Uh of what this looks like. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> These are hard stories to tell without either like revealing because you're not supposed to, you know, yeah. brag. And at the same time, like for our listeners, what does that look like then? Okay, so my faith is demonstrated by my works. And I mean, it's easy ish to make a donation to the food bank. Yeah. That's good. It's yeah. a good start. Your compassion child or world vision or whatever you do. Yeah. Those are good. Those are not, I'm not saying those are not demonstrations of. It seems to me that God continually invites us to greater levels of surrender and risk. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's a bit of the taking up the cross and following him. I just don't want to make it like either bragging about, woohoo, look at us, this, mm. these are the cool things we do, or not just being honest about the simplicity of what it means. Mm. And yeah. for me, like um, I was invited to speak at the high school graduation mm. in my role as an ordained minister yeah. to like speak a blessing so that we could comply with COVID protocols for religious gatherings and still honor our grads. Yeah. And it was great because it just opened a door mm-hmm. at the same time. I had this like tremendous wave of fear at one point after some casual comments about how religion is offensive. It's like, I, 
I, ah, ah, you know, how can I do this and not do this and tone it down and, you know, whatever, make it palatable. And all of those thoughts that are self-protecting are not faith. Yeah. Because faith is my God saves people and people need to encounter him. And if I'm all about self-protection, that's not obedience. That's Mm. not demonstrating my faith that I actually believe this makes a difference so much so that people need to hear the goodness of God in an unfiltered, but not in your face religious way. Yeah. So that was just one of those like, oh, you might think this is an everyday moment, but the reality is our faith is demonstrated by our obedience. Mm -hmm. So man, as soon as I wrap my brain around that, it actually really fuels my courage. Yeah. No, I do believe this. My life is on the line here. I know what Jesus has done for me, and it's worth telling other people mm-hmm, right? and declaring and, who he is. Yep. Your faith lining up with your behavior. And it might cost you something. Yep. Like the disregard of other people, the scorn, the offense, whatever. I mean, that would just be like a recent. Your faith is demonstrated by your works. Mm-hmm. And if you don't follow through with a behavior, do you really believe what you say you believe? It's that back and forth. Right. Because yeah. then it really goes down, okay, well, when we say belief or believing... What, what do we mean by that? If all we mean is a intellectual, con, you know, assent, I don't think that's what, right? That just means we think that. Mm-hmm. That's not the same as belief. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an ex- I'm sure there are examples, but my mind is completely blank right now. Mm. Quite a few years ago, um, there was a, a kind of a tricky relationship with someone mm. that, you know, I didn't necessarily... I kind of was, you know, by kind of had to be around them you know just in what was our roles and stuff like that but it wasn't you know that I had to and it was just hard there was a lot of miscommunication I approached things not not great in some situations and it was just it was hard and there was a lot of times I was like I actually don't need to be doing this Hmm. I can I actually don't I can just say yeah I'm done bail on the whole situation bail on the whole situation fairly easy to get out of I'll just do that because, you know, this is too hard. And and, and then it, it really, for me, there was the moment of, okay, what do you actually, what do you actually believe? Do you actually believe that God deeply loves you, deeply loves this other person, and that Jesus has the power to transform people's lives, relationships? Yeah. A lot of it was like, also, do you really believe that this is all up to you? Like right? you getting it right. Like me getting it right, mm-hmm. or, you know... Looking at a situation and being like, ah, you know what? All the signs are here. Nothing is ever going to get better. Nothing is ever going to get changed. So peace out. Yeah. Right. And it was, there was a struggle many like, and it was, it was the, the step of faith and choosing to believe that, that had me continually lean in as best as I could. And right. And owning up to the things that I did wrong, owning up as best I could to the things and working towards reconciliation, holding to the fact, okay, do I actually believe that God transforms lives, situations, people, circumstances? In what you're saying, there's like so many layers of faith being demonstrated by action. Yeah. Because when, like you alluded to the fact that you could have done some things differently or you wish you had or could have. And so often when we're in that position, which all of us legitimately have done things poorly. Like mm-hmm. if anybody hasn't, they're probably not listening to our podcast. Our yeah. followers seem real about those things. Yeah. But do we believe the gospel of grace? Yeah. Because there's something about shame that makes us totally, I mean, I want a turtle. It's like, forget it. I, I can't. Yeah. Rah, rah, rah. 
mm-hmm. it's just so much easier to shut down and pull away than to try to lean into the relationship, acknowledging I could have done some things differently. And it's such an interesting point of tension for me that people who would say, I believe in the gospel of grace, that God restores all things except for the stuff I screwed up. Yeah, right? And that, like, to me, just, like, is a whole nother window opening of, like, kind of maybe our own arrogance and pride of how, in a really twisted way, of how important and how we think we are the masters of our own lives. And so if we have deemed that it's unforgivable, then surely God has deemed it's unforgivable. And can we receive grace? Like, we say this gospel of grace and, yeah, someday and this and that, or big bad sinners, this and that, but we screw up and we're just like, yeah, dismiss it, shut it down. We're not looking at it. We're not thinking about it. When the gospel of grace is for us, too. Right. And so remaining, showing up in a situation where you knew you screwed up, you're demonstrating your Mm -hmm. faith that God can redeem what you did. Yeah. Did, said, didn't do, didn't say. And I think this is a, an important message even for marriages. Like, I'm not, we are not advocates of staying in abusive situations. No. <laughs> I think we've tried to say that as many times as possible when it would be applicable. But there's a lot of times in marriages that it's just challenging mm. and hard. Yeah. And a demonstration of our faith is saying, you know, I'm going to lean into this relationship and I'm going to forgive. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to learn how to do things better. And I'm going to believe what God said, which is we are better together. Yeah. And so we demonstrate our faith by faithfulness, Mm -hmm. by showing up and hanging in there. Yeah. There's just so many different ways that this message, which could be like, well, I don't know. I'm not doing enough good stuff because I feel like that's another way the enemy can twist this passage. I have faith, but I'm not doing enough good stuff. No, no. A lot of your good stuff is showing up where you are today. Sometimes maybe just with a different attitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not a victim. I am powerful through Christ. My obedience makes a difference. I count on the faithfulness of God in this situation. So I'm going to lean in. Yep. Yeah. It's like the, right, this is looking like the leaning in, but looking to Jesus as we're stepping into things. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I had another situation recently. I think I'll risk it and say it in this public way where I was offered a really, um, on the surface, a really peachy and plum job position. If I was looking for status or affirmation of awesomeness, I would take this job. I mean, I did all my due diligence, but at the end of the day, I had no peace. This is what Mm -hmm. God was calling me to. And that was just like one of those stretching, like if I say no to this, I'm letting go of something. Mm -hmm. So our fear of missing out can cause us to behave in ways that are lacking in faith. I have to grasp this or else there's nothing else good for me. God has no good things for me. This is as good as it gets. It's all you can hope for and you'd be a fool not to. And we're like, well, yeah, but I say faith is following God in radical ways. So I will do things that Mm -hmm. might on the surface be foolish. Now, I'm not saying reckless because obviously my husband and I prayed and did all the things that we should do to do the best we can to know obedience. But in not doing something that felt safe, mm. that's that's faith in action. So here yeah. I sit and wonder, what is God doing in my life in this season? And sometimes for some of our listeners, they're going to be in a situation in a season of not moving in some action that would feel safer because you feel in control. Mm. Again, surrender. God is really good and he is watching out for you. And, and, you know, the next level of step in that faith and that for me is like, okay, so what do I believe? What if I did screw up? What if I said no? Which then go back to our, this is not plan B podcast, (laughs) which apparently has been a hit. So if you didn't listen to it, go listen to the, this is not plan B podcast. Cause that one really resonated with a lot of listeners, but it's the same thing. It's like, well then do I have faith that God is so good Hmm. that he could still bring goodness about in my life if I missed it? Yeah. So I think it's really uncomplicated, not easy, 
So our desire as we've been having this conversation about demonstrating our faith by our obedient actions is that we hope all our courage, our listeners have a courage to be obedient in radical ways as they head further up and further in. Thank you.